Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, welcome to Nothing Impossible. Sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis, the epicenter of innovation for the St. Louis region. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Calhoun and Travis Sheridan on News Radio 1120 KMOX. That's what we're all about, innovation in the St. Louis region. I'm Michael Calhoun. I'm Travis Sheridan. Welcome to Nothing Impossible. And today on the program, we're going to take you into the heart, the physical heart of innovation in the St. Louis region. Right there. Big heart, tiny arms. It's T-Rex. Yes. (laughs) Oh, T-Rex on Washington Avenue, celebrating six years, I believe. Yeah, six years. uh, And we're going to talk about the impact that they've had over the six-year period. Over 200 companies at this moment. Working inside. Right, working inside T-Rex. More than 400 employees there right now. And these T-Rex companies, these startups that have either been lured here by arch grants from other parts of the country or the Mm -hmm. world or have started and grown in the St. Louis region, go to T-Rex and they grow up, so to speak, outgrow. Time to move out of the parents' basement, I guess you could say. And so they've, uh, so many of them have then moved out of this incubator in downtown St. Louis and filled office buildings that were empty downtown, space that was, you know, dilapidated. They've moved into other pockets of the region, spreading the innovation love and more than 2,000 jobs. A lot of jobs adding to payroll. This is great. And you know what I like about what's going on downtown right now is there's, there's these banners downtown with the different startups and their tech companies' names listed on them. It's really cool to see that we're, we're branding this as, as a good innovation hub. All right. So that's all I had <laughs> as we continue on Nothing Impossible right here on News Radio 1120 KMOX. Now, back to Nothing Impossible, sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis, the epicenter of innovation for the St. Louis region, on News Radio 1120 KMOX. Welcome back into Nothing Impossible, and we've got a special guest with us, Patty Hagen from T Rex. Thank you for coming in. Oh, thank you for having me. And so much good news. You've kind of taken everything that you've accomplished in all of the companies that are inside of T Rex that they've accomplished over the last, uh, I guess, six or so years and wrapped it all up in one report and said, here's the impact we've had on the St. Louis region. Yeah. Not only just sort of conceptually and, you know, having this hub of energy in downtown St. Louis, which is so important for our urban core, but also in terms of economic impact and jobs created. um, We've already, you know, since being founded in 2011 um, by the leadership of the economic development organizations here in town, um, we that the our partners um, who work with us within T-Rex and then throughout um, you know the community, um, T-Rex graduates have already created over 2,200 jobs hmm. uh, throughout the region. Those are direct and indirect jobs. Um, we have currently over 400 members of T-Rex, 200 companies currently within the facility, 
and um, you know, just a ton of activity. We're full, you mm-hmm. know, and so you know, our goal is to continue this momentum and build out more space and fit more companies into downtown. Now, for people who are, I don't think anybody's not heard of T Rex. I hope everybody's heard of T Rex in the region over the last six years. It's that um, animal with the really small arms, yeah. right? <laughs> But with a broad reach. See what we did there? You know, Very small. Nice. There yeah. we go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. What is T-Rex? What is it like when you walk inside or what is the what is the benefit for a startup going to a place like T-Rex? Or maybe we should even just ask, what is an incubator for people who aren't familiar? Right. Right. Well, you know, a business incubator is pretty um, sort of standard economic development tool um, that, uh, uh, you know, cities around the world actually use. Um, what we do at T-Rex is... Um, we work with our partners to create a community of support and um, resources and, and funding opportunities um, so that we can get these um, entrepreneurial companies off to a good start. And, um, and that's very important because it's tough. You know, it's tough to start a business. And even though there's a lot of attention to entrepreneurism in the United States right now, we're actually down in the number of companies created throughout the nation. So mm. this is a this is really something nationally that um, is an important um, piece of of you know of of our national culture, you know, and and something that w- that we want to address. And the St. Louis, of course. Um, it's a it's a it's a an important um, tool for economic development and job creation, and also energy around innovation. Travis knows this, you know, better than anybody here in town. You know, this youthful energy and and att- yeah. Well, what's great about the youthful energy is it's not just all residing in the youth either. Right. right? Exactly. Uh, I mean, I always say the average age. I'm 43 years old. I think the average age of the, most of the entrepreneurs that I see is about 43. But it's be, not because there are a lot of 43 year olds. There are a lot of really young people and a lot of boomers. And together they make the age of 43. Absolutely. Do you see that at T-Rex too? It's not just all college kids that are moving into these places. No, right? it's not. It's not. Um, we see we see a lot of young people because we're T-Rex has you know all of all of these different um, places and spaces throughout the area serve different sorts of elements of the ecosystem. And so T-Rex is often looked at as an entry point. Mm-hmm. Um, our prices are very low. We're a nonprofit. So that's one of our missions. Um, so we do see a little bit more in terms of uh, youthful, um, you know, entrepreneurs. Um, but it's across the board, you know, in terms of representation from age groups, uh, minority participation, women-led companies as well. And then, of course, um, as you guys know, we have the Innovation Conference Center at T-Rex, which is a space that we use for um, corporate partners, entrepreneurs, nonprofits in the St. Louis region. And that place is popping all the time. Last year, we had 127,000 people use that space. Um, So that, that actually brings so many people to the facility and that creates a lot of interaction, kind of a town square kind of an atmosphere. 127,000 people. If that were a municipality, that would probably be the second largest municipality in the region behind the city <laughs> of St. Louis, right? Not that we need more municipalities or anything like that, but it's a very impressive number. That's a that's a collection of innovators and entrepreneurs, uh, second to none, probably anywhere else in the region. So that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. We're really proud of that. And we work hard to... You know, um, make sure that there's a, 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 a that we have a lot of partners using the space, mm-hmm. um, 
and that we can reach out to people who are trying to make a big difference for St. Louis. What is the space like, Patty, when you walk in? I guess people's um, early conceptions about a startup space, they might think of ping pong tables and the like, (laughs) conjure up, you know, the Silicon Valley images. But what is it like inside of a space like T-Rex versus the traditional office where people kind of barricade themselves and focus on what they're doing and little contact with the outside world and it's all about collaboration it's the flip side at t-rex yeah that's right you know um it's a it's a feeling that you get when you come into the building so first of all the building is a historic building and uh, we've been working on renovating it so you have that sense of history when you come in it's a beautiful old building Um, And then you come up to the fifth floor, which is the community space and where we also have co-working space available. And it's just this thriving, um, you know, um, energetic place where all kinds of different people are interacting and, you know, are either coming to meetings or they're grabbing coffee at the bar. Um, There is a ping pong table, Mike. (laughs) And a pool table, right? Uh, And And a pool table. Yeah, yeah. Legit. And a bar. Uh, And a bar. There is a bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The bar's not open all the time, though. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. (laughs) Um, We are dog-friendly, so Mm -hmm. we have a dog named Walter, a beagle, who wanders around, and and people bring their dogs to work. You know, as long as they're friendly dogs, we're Mm -hmm. happy with that. Purina is one of our founding sponsors, and so this is the result of an interaction with them, and it's worked out really well. Yeah, there's a whole wall that's filled with all of the local companies and firms that have stepped up to foster a space that, in theory, I guess, could build one of their competitors in the future. Absolutely, and or be a partner with them. I mean, what we see with, with our corporate partners is they are looking for innovative small companies to partner with. And, um, and so throughout the region, as you well know, as you guys both know, corporations are starting to are thinking about how can we interact better with these smaller entrepreneurial companies to gather more innovative ideas, create new partnerships. Um, so it's it's just a great feeling, you know, to be able to work with such great great thinkers. So speaking of great thinkers, I want to give you a shout out that you don't know happened about T-Rex mm-hmm. and actually about Arch Grants too. So I was I just got back from Saudi Arabia. I was over there uh, doing some work for Venture Cafe, but we were also as part of a uh, impact innovation type of conference. And sitting across the table from me in a round table was this gentleman named Blessing Egbon, who is an Arch Grants recipient and they have their sales office. Exit uh, 7C is their company. And without knowing I was from St. Louis, he just said, I will tell you what, if Saudi wants to get on the map, they need to do this. There's this great program called Arch Grants, and it's in this building called T-Rex in St. Louis, <laughs> and that is the place to be. And this was set in Saudi Arabia at set, a big roundtable. Right. A hundred people were invited to this roundtable. Uh, he was one of them. I was one of them. He, I did not know him. He did not know me. Wow. But here you have somebody that... Uh, has had direct impact. His company isn't even from St. Louis. I think they're a Mil- uh, Milwaukee-based company. He lives in San Diego. They have a sales team here. But Patty, like the impact that T-Rex is having is being spoken about at small niche round innovation roundtables in and, Saudi Arabia. Isn't that amazing? I mean, kudos that to you says a lot. and, and well, the Arch Grants team and everybody else that's doing work here. here. Here's the thing, you know, none of us can have this kind of success without these great partnerships, you know? I mean, when we say that all these jobs are have been created, you know, as a result of T-Rex participation, it really is, a, these are all partnership efforts. You know, we have wonderful, we have Arch Grants in the building, I-10, Small Business Technology Development Center. Um, we have Cultivation Capital, venture capital firm. 
um, 630 Accelerator, 630 Cyber. All of those organizations are attracting participation both nationally and internationally, to your mm-hmm. point, Travis, you yeah. know. And so it's it's that is how St. Louis's great reputation as a startup city is being spread. And the same thing happened to me in India when I traveled yeah. to India. <laughs> we now have a partnership between an Indian incubator in Hyderabad called uh, T-Hub mm-hmm. and uh, with T-Rex here. So we're looking at ways to leverage those partnerships. Yeah, that's part of St. Louis has been... On a tear lately, internationally, Ireland, mm-hmm. partnering with Israeli startups, especially yes. with the Danforth Center and Creve Core. We did the the story on the Indian partnership with T-Rex. It's just St. Louis spreading its wings. Spreading its wings. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about this impact that T-Rex is really having. We're talking with uh, Patty Hagan, who is the uh, executive director of T-Rex in downtown St. Louis. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Nothing impossible. Michael Calhoun, Travis Sheridan with you. And we're talking with Patricia Hagan, the executive director of T-Rex in studio with us. And after six years, you're taking all of the impact that you've had and all of, the, all of your companies that locate inside of T-Rex, all of the employees, and wrapped it all up in a report. And here are a few of the, the highlights. $350.4 million in annual economic output and $137.2 million in annual labor income, and a lot of jobs created, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2,230. Yeah. And most of those are in downtown St. Louis uh, still, even well, after companies graduate and move on? It's actually spread throughout the region, to tell you the truth. I mean, there have been, um, right now, about 15 companies out of uh, 68 companies that have located in the St. Louis region. 15 of those have located in downtown. Um, but that's great. And, you know, that that relates to, you know, 230 uh, jobs from those 15 companies in downtown added. And then you add in the 400 members that we have at T-Rex. So that's not counting the T-Rex companies, T-Rex companies. So, so those are just the ones that have grown so much. They've gotten so big, they've moved out and gotten their own Right. So, you know, as a nonprofit, you know, part of our mission is to graduate people out of our facility. We love them, (laughs) but, you know, we don't want them to, you know, our purpose is to get them out into the region. Like a good parent, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Leave the nest. So we serve the region, but um, we, you know, we were specifically developed to be located in downtown St. Louis to really create this hub of energy and excitement and an economic development in downtown. So it's it, it, we do serve the region, but you know there is a lot of great outcomes for downtown as well. Like a proud parent, do you look at these companies that have moved on and are now taking up, because downtown used to have so many empty buildings, so much empty space, so much progress has been made, so many startups that are taking up office space, reducing the vacancy rate, businesses opening up, I'm sure over under bar and grill in your building has to be busy all the time, but other restaurants... Because these entrepreneurs have to eat, right? Are you, like a proud parent, do you l- just love looking at what's happening downtown? I do. And and I, I feel like there's this great momentum that we can build on. You know, um, I think, you know, there's there it's the research shows there's a cultural movement towards cities by by the millennial generation um, that's happening in Midtown. It's happening downtown. And um, if we don't pay attention to what the millennial generation wants, and this is one of those things, they want this kind of a work atmosphere, 
they want to try entrepreneurship, um, then we're going we're gonna to have more of a brain drain. And we don't want to do that. And this whole startup ecosystem that's been so successful in St. Louis is helping to keep young people in St. Louis, helping to build economic development. There, there are many great benefits for our city um, for these kinds of um, um, actions. Do you feel it's also helping change the narrative of not just St. Louis, but downtown St. Louis, uh, overcoming the perceptions and realities sometimes of the fear of crime? And I know that uh, uh, Kelly uh, or Missy Kelly over at the uh, downtown St. Louis, because her, you know, her team has been really working on this. Uh, but do you think that the startup community is also helping change the narrative there? Yeah, I think so. You know, um, I, I'm an I'm an urban urbanist um, mm-hmm. that's my background a policy background and you know there's there's a lot of writing I'm sure you guys are familiar with this the density um, creativity innovation helps to change an entire community so the more that we can bring young people creative people um, to a community um, the better results we're going to have um, and the more sustainable results we're going to have over the long run. You start a couple of companies. You give back to your community as a sponsor. You start a new company and you hire people. Uh, help help the listeners understand that it takes time to build all of that. That we're not, you know, Silicon Valley's three generations old now. Like this is still relatively new. But uh, are there other Jim Eberlines that you see and and you don't have to name them, but that you see at T Rex that are going to be the next uh, do that next thing? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, there's a lot of passion. I think passion. And creativity and innovation are great drivers for movements. And um, and there are a lot of people that believe in what St. Louis can be. And the only time when I actually, when I encounter negativity about this is people who may believe that, oh, you know, forget about downtown, forget about the city, you know, and that and they don't see what we see every day. Um, I you know, Travis, I see what you described as, you know, to me, it's sort of like these resounding circles of activity and impact. And um, and what you're doing with Venture Cafe, um, what Tyler's doing mm-hmm. now, what Cortex is doing, Danforth Plant Science Center, what we're doing at T-Rex and in the downtown innovation community, these are having you know, broader and broader. It's like a, a rock, you know, falling into a pond. Those circles are starting to expand. And they're starting to meet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have the new Arched Park right. uh, organization that Jason Hall is heading up. These are all outgrowths of success. And the more we do this and the more that we encourage people to get involved in this, the better success we're going to have. Now, the pond is full, right? Is there <laughs> still the extension and expansion effort at T-Rex to... um open up more space in this beautiful old building for yes. m- more startups? Yes. So we, we do have a capital campaign going on, and um, we've had good success with that. Um, as we're raising money, we're starting projects and working on this great old building. Um, and so we're actually going to build out the third floor. Hopefully that project will be a, be finished before the end of the year. Oh, wow. And okay. so we'll be able to fit more companies into this third floor space. Um, we're about halfway through in terms mm-hmm. of money raised on the capital campaign. So when we finish that, we'll have um, over 50,000 square feet of additional space built out within the facility. Um, we'll have updated systems, mm-hmm. you know, great old buildings. You got to – like a great old lady, you know. She needs to be fixed up from the inside sometimes too. So 
Um, so we're working on that too. Um, and then we're looking at ways that um, we can partner with other organizations to um, help um, throughout the region. So, um, so there's even some discussion about, you know, are there ways that we can help on the east side as well? Now, Patty, you said you have a policy background. Uh, I know that a lot of the startups have been fueled through some of the great programs we have at the state level, primarily MTC. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'd be remiss to not talk about that and the impact that might have had uh, for our listeners. There's been drastic cuts at at the state level for the Missouri Technology Corporation. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you think that's going to impact the the startup community and maybe even T-Rex itself? Yeah. Um, So, you know, it was it was disappointing, the the MTC cuts. you know, and hopefully over, you know, the next couple of years, we can work with the legislature and, and work with the governor so that they can understand the impact of, of this kind of funding um, over the long run. Um, MTC's provided quite a bit of uh, funding to support organizations like ours, like I-10 and, and other organizations. In Venture the Cafe. Venture would, Cafe, yeah. 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 Uh, to help support these efforts. Um, and they've also invested, I think, you know, it's important for people to understand um, that they their investments in companies to help them get going are actually, um, they're taking equity in the companies. So the whole point of MTC funding to companies is to create an evergreen fund. And when I say evergreen, I mean, this is a sustainable fund that will, over the long run, help MTC be able to fund more companies. Um, and so, the, the, you know, it's important for people to know that these are just not giveaways to for-profit companies. Mm-hmm. These are ways to help companies get started, get them on their feet. But then the state gets, you know, an equity investment as part of that deal. So that I think that is a key thing for people to understand so that, you know, we can make the case for continued funding into the future. Well, we should use that as an example. Uh, you know, while we all love Google, the, uh, the IP is actually still held with Stanford University. Right. It's licensed to Google. So, you know, these a state getting involved and using that as an example of get involved in some of these startups. Who knows what the next big thing is going to be? So there is tremendous upside there. Absolutely. And speaking of the next big thing, NGA in St. Louis, this big federal spy agency that is on the forefront of cutting edge technology, mapping technology, geospatial uh, technology. Um, building on the north side, real close to Cortex and to downtown. And now there's a big firm that does that kind of work that's going to be moving into T-Rex. Right, right. So um, Boundless um, is it just moved into T-Rex, and, um, and they are uh, they're focused on geospatial uh, technology. Um, they do a lot of work with the NGA. Um, they also have contract. They do a lot of federal contracting work, and they have... They work with even the UN and, you know, so, so they, um, that is, that's been an important development. The NGA site is within a mile and a half from T-Rex and uh, we've been working with representatives of the NGA as well as the USGIF, um, which is sort of a partner organization to them. Um, and they're working with all kinds of folks throughout Mm -hmm. the community. Um, so they're, so we are working with them as well to, um, Envision they have they have a vision to connect uh, more closely to the community than they have been able to in the past because a lot of their work is very um, 
uh, secret in right. nature. Yeah. Um, they have to keep that part of their work secret, but they also are trying to um, figure out the best ways to build a facility and to interact with the community so that they can also have um, more innovative ideas coming into their agency. They want to be able to work with innovative companies. Uh, they want to work with the entire community to help to create a pipeline, a talent pipeline, um, and an educated workforce um, that that can help them meet their mission and their goals. And, you know, these are great job opportunities. So, yeah. you know, I, we're on the cusp as a, as a community in looking at uh, possibilities for economic development that I think we haven't fully, completely explored yet, but we're beginning to. And um, and I think this can be a really important time for St. Louis and for innovation in St. Louis. Well, if people wanted to, if the general listeners wanted to explore a little bit more, where can they get access to this report? So um, the uh, report is a T-Rex report. Uh, well, I should have it right in front of me. So I think it's just www t-rex.report. Okay. That's it. Then. Okay. These yeah, newfangled yeah. internet addresses, yeah. get rid of the dot coms oh, and stuff goodness. like that. So yeah. Yeah. Dot report. Yeah. You want the T-Rex <laughs> report? Go to the t-rex.report. And there's a <laughs> yeah. link on our website, which I do know off the top of it. It's downtowntrex.org. So there is a link there as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Patty, thank you so much for coming in. Well, thank you guys. And Thanks continued success. Like six Thanks. years, but you got a lot of work to do, right? Oh, yeah. Like, we well, we're a startup. I mean, so we're working through it too. Wonderful. Way to make waves, Thanks. even on the other side of the world. That's right. And we'll be back with more Nothing Impossible, St. Louis Innovation Conversation after this on KMOX. Now, back to Nothing Impossible, sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis, the epicenter of innovation for the St. Louis region, on News Radio 1120, KMOX. All right, welcome back in. Michael and Travis are with you, and I don't know if you uh, were aware of what happened in Montana. I guess, how could you not be? with the journalist confrontation with the congressional candidate and a local uh, businessman had a response to that, Travis. Yeah. Uh, our good friend, Chris Summers, who is the uh, founder of Pi and Za over uh, near Wash U, uh, decided to uh, give back to the journalists uh, that work tireless hours and uh, are trying to get the truth out there as often as possible. And he thought, uh, why don't we just feed them for the day? <laughs> Which is really the best way to get to a journalist's heart, I think, is through food. <laughs> so, Chris, thank you so much for uh, calling in for just a couple of minutes here. It is my pleasure. So why? I, want, I just want to ask why first. You know, I think I was just repulsed and so disappointed um, at what happened. And I think it's just, it was a tipping point. And, and basically the straw that broke the camel's back as far as um, my, um, my tolerance for that type of behavior and hatred and basically distrust of, of the news that media and i felt that um you know those guys are not respected they do put themselves in harm's way many many times but certainly don't expect to be physically assaulted by a member of congress and um i thought it might be fun to show them a little bit of love and let them know that we do appreciate them and uh thankfully um they responded and we're very grateful i think we gave away over 500 pizzas 500 pizzas. And give us the update on Pi, too. Uh, I hope people are aware that it's not just a St. Louis chain. D.C. restaurants been open for years. But how extensive is the uh, Pi Pizza empire these days? Well, we have eight locations and uh, a few more actually opening overseas. But, um, but uh, we have uh, two in Washington, D.C., one in Cincinnati, five here in St. Louis. And the, uh, 
uptake and uh, adoption of the free pizza in Washington, D.C. was um, far and away the, the, the greatest, uh, just on the sheer number of journalists who, uh, who reside there. But it was a lot of fun, and uh, they, I got, we got a lot of great feedback, a lot of good Twitter photos and things. And uh, so we uh, will do it again, but we're just, you know, it was just one, one day of saying thank you, but I personally and, and the company really do respect what they do to keep us informed and keep us uh, up to date and keep us, you know, empathetic to what's going on um, in our country. You mentioned overseas. Uh, where are you looking overseas for pie? Or is it too early to disclose that? Yeah, a little bit too early to, to divulge, but there will be some uh, some pies uh, um, overseas, uh, likely by the end of the year. Wonderful. You know, I, I think about what happened in Montana. And then I think about that that famous quote when it was then candidate Trump who said he could walk out into what, Fifth Avenue and, and shoot somebody and he wouldn't lose any voters, that his core was still there. And then the fact that you have Linda McMahon, uh, who is uh, associated and one of the founders of the WWE. Uh, so wrestling, this aggression just seems to be pervasive in, in government these days. And when it starts hitting journalists, uh, well, it hits, you know, it's it's really with everybody. But uh, how do you see this this? Uh, this tension that exists between the bullying that goes on uh, through the elected officials and uh, the the media that's just trying to cover it and keep the public informed. It's just, it is really sad for for our country. And this is, you know, the way I view this right now. It's not about left and right or politics or liberals and Democrats. This is about morals and ethics and worldview and how you view, uh, you know, our fellow Americans and people around the world. And I think uh, many, many people in this country have a lack of empathy, um, and certainly that comes from a lack of information in many times, so I really appreciate the people who bring us information um, and do it uh, around the clock. Uh, as you guys know, <laughs> this it, it's never been harder to be a journalist. It's never been uh, more of a, a just all-encompassing, exhaustive career because of the 24-hour news cycle, and certainly this administration is really good at... Um, um, putting out or just opening their mouths and making news at every minute. Um, and so I appreciate what they do. Um, I appreciate what they do for me to make me a more thoughtful uh, and empathetic person. And um, I think most uh, most people out there do. Unfortunately, uh, there's plenty who don't. And um, that's, uh, that's going to make America suffer, as it already has. And, and uh, the assault on democracy and the assault on those people who don't look and think like us um, is uh, is not what this country is built upon. Well, Chris, you are a prolific entrepreneur in St. Louis, and so what is your what do you you're in the Central West End, you're in the Del Mar Loop, you're in Kirkwood, and we just had a story about the Central West End attracting an upscale retailer. There are cranes all over the place. Um, how are things from your perspective as an entrepreneur, a restaurant owner? What's the status of St. Louis from your position? Well, the status is that we need a plan. We need a master plan, which we have not had. Um, the Central Corridor has done well in spite of um, the lack of a, of, of a master plan. But until we can set forth an agenda that says, you know, we are going to put transit here, we are going to build here, the tax credits available um, in this location are X, Y, and Z so that developers can factor that into their pro forma when they uh, consider a, a development. Um, we're going to continue to have this uh, fragmented, 
you know, lack of critical mass that has St. Louis suffers from. Um, you know, the Grove and Cherokee Street and Central West End and the Loop and Washington Street are all great. But when we have no plan and we have no focus, none of them ever hits critical mass. And with a, you know, a um, declining or stagnant population, it's a zero-sum game. So we're just robbing Peter to pay Paul. But as far as the Central West End goes, I mean, I see the Central Corridor in general as, as more important as the spine of our city. And without a spine, you know, certainly on the political, and we see what happens with when politicians don't have a spine. But, you know, similarly, in, you know, I think in development, we need a strong core and a spine, but off of that, we need very strong spokes. But they, unless they have something to attach to and can grow from that, then we just have further fragmentation. So I think the Central Corridor is very, very important in the Central West End, you know, part of it. But it is strong enough now that we can replicate um, many of the things that have been success, successful in the Central Corridor and um, hopefully influence development on uh, particularly the north side. Well, a lot of that, I mean, if I, we use a restaurant analogy, uh, you know, making one pizza is great, but if you know how to make one pizza, then replicate that, right? Either from a pizza level or from a restaurant level, uh, replication becomes the true key to and the true identifier of success. And I think that um, St. Louis is ready to start replicating the ingredients and the recipe that has worked in the Central Corridor and adjacent uh, districts and seeing what they can do uh, to, to stand up other other neighborhoods. So appreciate your thoughts on that. That was great. No, and I appreciate it, too. I mean, you look at, too, um, in the Central Corridor, we have both Cortex and we have Forest Park, and both things that St. Louis can be very proud of. I think one of the, um, not coincidentally, they each have a master plan, you know, and they also have public-private partnership. And uh, that has been something majorly lacking in St. Louis. So I think all the institutions that have been guiding development here in St. Louis really need to be rethought or just blown up. You know, I think civic progress um, really... um, has um, underserved St. Louis, um, and I think we can be grateful for some of the things that they've done. But, you know, if we could get a combination of Civic Progress and St. Louis Development Corporation together to build a public-private partnership and use uh, the resources that those companies have and those individuals have along working alongside of Civic City Government, we can make some big changes. But it all has to fall under a plan, and we need a plan for city. And I am confident that Mayor Krusen will produce one. I certainly hope she does. I've spoken with people around her who say that that is in the works, and I would love to see it um, because we need it on the sooner side because we'll just continue to um, fragment and have these little pockets that leave many, many people behind. Uh, And that's uh, what she has spoken about and what anybody who's been paying attention realizes the inequity, uh, I think, really does... um, you know, result of it's a result of um, our inability to to really plan and and execute something that works for all St. Louisans. Well, Chris, before we wrap up, I just I want to see if you have an opinion uh, since you have a restaurant right there in the Loop and talking about the importance of planning. Uh, do you have an opinion on the the trolley? <laughs> I do. Um, I want it done. I want yeah. it open. Um, I'm sure my two year old daughter is going to really enjoy it. Has there been an impact on business? Dramatic impact. Well, let's hope it gets opened so your two-year-old daughter can write it and that hopefully it has a much bigger and positive impact than just uh, the joy and excitement for your two-year-old. We'll, we will wait I and see. I would love to be wrong. I'm yeah. a liberal, and I admit it when I'm wrong, and I would love to be wrong about it. And thank you for joining us this week on Nothing Impossible. We'll be back next week. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 